morning for a shirt for the Mori, Hamasbeis on the base. Um, two, four, six, eight lines down. Um, Abai says to the Rabbonon, when you go up the narrow paths of Mechuzo, they had narrow paths through which they would uh, go to the fields, in order to go through it to Chakra, um, basically to the, the fields, to the various um, sort of estates, um, you shouldn't take a look not to this side, not to that side why not? because because maybe women will be sitting there and it's not to take a look at them in other words there could be women sitting on either side of the path and therefore if you gaze over to the, to the side you may see these women, and as we're saying, it's not, uh, it, it's not considered Derek Eret to, um, to, uh, to gaze in them. Um, yeah. Rav Safra or Lebeis Sakese. Rav Safra went into a Beis Sakese and said, Soilem. Also, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba came along, and he grunted at the door. That was a way of sort of checking, could he come in? Nocharle, he coughed. He coughed at the door. Omale, so, um, so Rav Safra, who was inside, he said to, he said to, uh, to Rabbi Abba, Leomar, you can come in. Bosar Zenofak, so after Rav Safra came out, Omar Leis, so Rabbi Abba said to him, Ad hashto Until now, and all this, as of yet, you haven't been to a place called Seir. Seir is obviously Edo. V'komar tzloch midi de Seir, and you've learnt the customs, the practices of Seir. In other words, Edo are people who are not very sonua. You know, prasar. That's prasar, but... Edom is not very sonua. And clearly, the way you just behave there, you're not being very sonua. Rashi learns because you spoke in the Beis HaKisei. You're not supposed to speak. You're not allowed to speak in the Beis HaKisei. Why pick them say? Why didn't just say Edom? They say, because say are the, are the, uh, Irem Irakdusham, are the, the demons or whatever it is that, uh, that, um, dance around in the, who are present in the Beit HaKeseh. Because he says, Lav Hokitinan, haven't we learned the following in the Mishnah, in Tomit, Madura Hoistoshom. There was a big fire there in the, we're talking about in Azorah, where the Kohen would be able to heat themselves up. Because after being excused, after going for Gadolim, they had to actually table themselves. And in order to heat themselves up, they'd go sit by this fire. Well, Beit HaKeseh shall call it, and there was a Beit HaKisei Shal Kovit. What was the greater Kovit by it? The Zeroya Kovit, this was its Kovit. Mitzoyinol, it had a door there, and if a person, a came would come along and he'd find it locked, the Yoduashi, he found it closed at least, the Yoduashi Yisham Ozam, he'd know there was somebody there. Mitzoyi Posuach, if he found it open, the Yoduashi Yisham Ozam, he'd know that there was no one there. 
Almost we see, Lach Erech Arahu. We see it's not Derech Erech, um, it's not Derech Erech, the way Rashi learns, it's not Derech Erech to speak in the Beisach Kitty. The God says he doesn't understand why Rashi says this. He says what you see from there is that it's not Derech Erech for two people to go into a toilet at the same time. That's what it's not Derech Erech. But um, presumably the way Rashi, the Rashi is coming off is because why do I need to use the simon here? Lot, just knock and see, you know, ask. Enomai, you see, it's not there if Eretz, people speak, they have to have a special simon. That seems to be the way Rashi understood it. So either the shot is it's not there if Eretz for two people to be in there, like the girl, or, as we said, Rashi obviously learned, it's not there if Eretz to speak. So why, why did you speak? For who saw that, says the Gemara, but Rav Safra, he thought, Nesukonu. The Rabbi Abba was in danger. He needed to desperately come in. It was dangerous. Therefore, obviously, in a place of Sarkona, all these halachos, uh, all these inyonim of Tanias don't come into place. The Tanya, because we learned in a brighter, Rabbi Shimon Megamliel Omer, Rabbi Shimon Megamliel says, Amut HaChoyzer, a Amut HaChoyzer basically means somebody who needs to be excused, past Kedolim, and he, so to speak, it, he forces back the force of nature, and he forces it back inwards. Maybe as the Odom, the day Hadraken. It brings a person to something called Hadraken. Rashi says to it, it means created Sava, a bloated stump. Also, Rashi says it's Kodi Aper. They figure out what exactly it is. But Rashi says it's a bloated stump. And Silo Nasoze, if a person needs to urinate, and again, he pushes it back in. Maybe as the other one, he say it brings a person to again some sort of jaundice. You see, it's dangerous if a person desperately, desperately needs to be excused, and he's forced to push it back in. Um, it's going to cause sakana. So I thought the way he came and he coughed by the door, he was in desperate need of the sakana. Therefore, that's why I spoke. That's why I let him come in. What you see from here is, as I think we mentioned yesterday, the Indian that a person should not speak whilst in a base And number two, that if one does need to, then they would drunk to one another. One has actually started whatever he needs to do, to do in there, then most definitely he should not speak at all in there, ideally. Um, it's really about with, with women in times gone by when they used, to, they used to talk amongst themselves, when he's grunt amongst themselves, they go in in twos at least, in order that men shouldn't, uh, shouldn't come in. Um, but uh, generally speaking, there shouldn't, and the, the, as we said, there shouldn't be more than one person in there at a time. As we mentioned yesterday, with, uh, with a child, that's different. Rabbi Eloza, in other words, first to go in with a child. Rabbi Eloza, on the Beis HaKisei, Rabbi Eloza, he went into the Beis HaKisei, also Hahu Parasol, and there was a certain Persian who came along, and Doha came, Despite the fact that you know, Persians were supposed to be very Tsonua, uh, he came along and he pushed him away. So, come Rabbi Loza, so Rabbi Loza got up, but not like, and he went out. Also, Darkuna, so now the Persian took his place. Just at that moment, a snake came along, and Shomte le Karkashe, and it ripped out, actually slipped out, but it it uh, ripped out his, his, um, his rectum. 
back passage. So Kori Adei Rabbi Eloza, so Rabbi Eloza read about him, about that, uh, this Persian, Vo'etein Odom Tachtecho. And I will place a man in your place. I will put somebody in your place. Altikri Odom Edo Edom. Don't read it as Odom, rather as Edom. And I will place an, place an Edomite in your, pla- in your place. The, the truth is that the end of the Fosak is even clearer. Because the end of the Fosak says, it says, And nations, regimes, under your soul. Why didn't it just put that? It says the God, because it wants to dash an expression, is an expression of Tachtonius. Tachtonius being hemorrhoids, whatever it is, not some, some uh, malady down below. Therefore, it says, but I think Odom Tachtecha is an expression of Tachtonius will suffer from Tachtonius because the rectum is ripped out, whatever it is. The only problem is, obviously, no, what's the problem? It's not Edom. So, there is a Gosa, or apparently all those Fusos, Yeshanos, the Kiseyad, basically they say it's been changed by the census. Obviously, in Rome, that was where the census were. They changed it. They didn't want it to say Edom, so they said Persia. Which, should we say, that obviously is very surprising because Persia is very Sanua. You wouldn't expect Edom is the one you'd expect it to happen to. So therefore it seems it has been censored. The truth is I was thinking perhaps you could say, perhaps you could say, just occurred to me now, that so even if you do have to go to the Parasol, it seems it was censored, and therefore it should say Edomor. But even if you do have to go to the Parasol, then how do you answer it? After Kiel, the Mada Edom? Because he may have been actually from Persia, but he displayed the middle of Edom. We said Edom, that's Sineas. We've just seen that in the previous Gomorrah. You went to Seir. Seir is the place where they lacked Sineas in the, in the, uh, in the Beit HaKissi. Persia, we say, we know they had tremendous Sineas. So therefore, it's a little strange, or when you say a little strange, therefore that's why he said, you're a Persian, you've got the middle of Edom. Therefore, I'll decree Edom, the middle of Edom. They have not actually been from Edom. But as I said, it seems that it was actually censored. That, that seems to be the, the truth. I mean, it's, um, it's, it, it's a little like, you know, the... the, the, the I think I read the Chassam Sofa once says, you know, when it comes to the Rambam, so people have questions in the Rambam, and they make comes to Torahs out of it. He says, very often, I mean, it's very nice with Torahs and everything, but the Rambam, he, was, he himself was closer. He had the question, if you look very often, you'll find in... To Shuvah's Paramba, that they asked him on it, and he said, You're right, and he was crazy. You make Gamsa Torah out of it, the Rambam himself was crazy. There's no need to make Gamsa Torah. So, too, over here, we can make Gamsa Torah, it could well be, it's just a sense thing, and that, that, that was it, simple as that. Oh. At the same time, by the way, just, just uh, as an aside before we continue, it doesn't mean necessarily that the Torahs are not true. Somebody, somebody told me once after his Tzadokhah uh, Rosh Hashiva, he said, you know, people make all these prayers in the Rambam. Did the Rambam really mean all of them? When he wrote them, did he really have in mind all these three denims of the briskets, etc.? He said, not necessarily, but it doesn't mean it was wrong. It doesn't mean it's not ever. What does that mean? When the Rambam wrote his work, it was written with Ruach HaKodesh. 
And therefore, whether the Rama himself actually at the time thought about say dinner and all these things, maybe yes, maybe not. But it doesn't mean it's not true. It was written as a special Siyas Dishmaya, and it could be that was all these Pshatim were included there. And therefore, even if, by the same token, even if the Rama was there, it doesn't mean that's what was said is not true. Think about it. The Gemara now continues on, it's going to illustrate the, uh, the Indian of Tzmir. The Omar, this is a story with uh, Shaul and David Hamera. We know that Shaul was out to kill David. And at one time, Shaul went into a cave. And David, in order, he could have killed him there. And he chose not to. He cut off the corner of, of, his, of Shaul's robe, his clothes, whatever it was. And then he called over to him, sort of the next day, and he said to him, he told Shaul what, what he had done, and Shaul Tucker said, at that point he said, David, you're more righteous than me, etc. Obviously then the whole game continued after that. But the Prophet says, it says that David said, but Omar, just been saying before that, that, um, that David Ahmed says to, to, um, to Shaul, he says, I'll just read to you to how the Apostle starts off there. there, behold this day, your eyes have seen, Hashem gave you into my hands today, in the cave. Okay, Shaul went into the cave. The Omar, this is where we're taking up. The Omar, and he said, to kill you, and it, or she, took pity upon you. Omar, and I said, he continues on, I will not send my hand against, uh, against my master, Kimishiach Hashem, excuse me, not one of Hashem. But after the Gemara, the Omar, says, the Omar la Harogacha, and he said to kill you, the Omar, the Omar see me, boy, they should say, and I said, I said, I've got the chance to kill you. What's the Omar? Who said? Who's he? Vatochos? She took pity on you. It took pity upon you. So fasti me, boy, they should say, I took pity upon you. Stop it, I'm not speaking. Omar Rabbi Lozo said, Rabbi Lozo, Omar Lui Dovid to Shol. Dovid said to Shol, he said, Minatera, the Minatera ben Hariko Ato. You were high of me, so I could have put you to death. Shari Rezi, because you are Rezi. You were chasing after me to kill me. Now, Tera Omar and the Tera says, if somebody comes to kill you, get up first and kill it. It is perfectly permissible for me to kill you. That's what Omar Laharogacho. And he said, who's he says? Hashem says. Tera says, I have permission to kill you. Just it was the sneers that you had, the sneers that you displayed, that is what took pity on you. That's our tochos. Tochos is the sneers. The sneers is what took pity upon you. That protected you. Ask the Gemara Umayhi, what was the tremendous sneers of Shoal Amalekh here? Because the Prophet writes, Vayavoy el Gidrez Hatsain. And he came into the enclosures of the sheep. But we're dashing in this expression of gidro, fences, on the road. 
Vishon Ma'ara, and there was a cave there. Vayove Shol, and Shol came in, Lahosif Esraklo. Which means, it's an expression of, to, to, to excuse himself. And Tama has been taught, Gedra Lifnim Min Gedra, there was a fence inside a fence, Uma'ara Lifnim Min Ma'ara, and there was a cave inside a cave. Now, the fence inside a uh, fence that we can see, it says Gidroi, in the plural. There were two fences. Where do you see there were two caves? So Marashal says maybe they just knew that a couple of there were two caves there. The, the, the God wants to, he's also got a shot, but I'll tell you what, what the Ben Yodah says. He says, because there's some extra words here. It says, Vayoboi el Gidre Satsoid, Aladera, the Shomra Ara, Vayoboi Shol. Why do you have to say Vayoboi Shol again? It's already said Vayoboi and he came in. What's Vayoboi a second time? Elamai must mean, you read it like this. Vayoboi el Gidre Satsoid, he came inside the fences, two fences, the Shomra Ara, and there was a cave there. Vayoboi Shol, and then Shol went, came inside something else. What's he coming in again? He's already come through two fences and inside a cave. What's by Yobosho at the gate? Last thing, he went inside another cave. Lohosev. And then we say Lohosev to excuse himself. What's that expression, Lohosev? Even though he was inside a fence, inside a fence, inside a ma'ora, inside a ma'ora, it's pitch black there. He still covered himself over, which is like a sukkah. He covered himself with his clothes and only then did he excuse himself. A tremendous display of Sneas on the part of Shol. So David Hamelah, that is what saves your life. That's Fatochos, the Sneas saves your life. Now the obvious question is, how does that save your life? Well, it seems that actually at this stage, I think his men were actually inside the cave. David Amelot's men had been in there. But uh, according to this, it was at this stage. So, you could, I suppose you could say, and if you're going to put him to death, you may be a rapist, you've got to be absolutely definitely getting the right person. A cave inside a cave, such as pitch, pitch black, you could be absolutely definitely cut those corners. 99% maybe isn't enough. You know, maybe, perhaps you, you could say that. He's covered up so well, there's no way he's obviously to be absolutely 110% sure he's got the right man. Maybe there's been a switch, maybe he's got the wrong person. Maybe there's two people inside the cave. Can't be definite, didn't have uh, torches in those days, and the cave inside the cave is pitch black. I'm saying perhaps, perhaps you could have said that, perhaps that, that, that would be a, a possible shot. But I think the, the Ben Yehuda says two, two very fascinating, he makes a whole question out of it, but there's, there's one in particular which, uh, which I thought quite, quite, quite an amazing thing. And that is like this. Um, he says, the Gemara says in Megillah, in the Zechus of Rochel's Tzniyot, she was there to show her Amada, who was also very Tzonua. What was the Tzniyot of Rochel? What was Rochel's Tzniyot? That she handed over the Simonim to Leah. 
Whatever that Nismiyas now is not for now, that's for tomorrow in the Gila. What was the Nismiyas of Shoal Amelech? He didn't tell anyone about his appointment as king. Didn't tell anyone. Doesn't pick this. So again, why that is, what's the Nismiyas in Rocha, what's sharp in it, that's for tomorrow in the Gila. But just accept that Nismiyas. And then we have this Nismiyas. Since then, you're told, we always find Rochel Mavako Albonel, for example. That Mama Rochel, Rochel is the mother of Kraditzo. Despite the fact that she only actually mothers two Shabbatim. But she's referred to as the mother of Kladito. Why is she the mother of Kladito? Rochel Mavaka Abonel, why is she the mother of Kladito? Because imagine she hadn't given over the Simonin, the other Shabbatim never would have been around. It was only she gave over the Simonin to Leo, the artist didn't realize, and married Leo. That brought about six, six Shvatim. As a result of Leo going in, then you have to have two mates, Bill or Zilpa, etc. So, the order of the Shvatim is based on, the birth of the Shvatim is based on, the sneers of Rosa. So says the Ben Yoyota like this. David HaMelech comes in, and he's thinking to himself, I can kill Shol, he's a racist. Then he sees this amazing display of sneers. Through that display of sneers inside the cave, He's reminded of the sneers that Shaul HaMelech displayed when he became king. But he didn't tell anyone. Then he thought to himself, Ooh, and where did that sneers come from? From Rochel. And what was the amazing sneers of Rochel? The Shiamla with the Simonic. And the only reason why I'm around today is because of that sneers. And this is her great, 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 whatever it is. I can't kill him. The way he puts it is because he's, we've both got the same mother. How can I put my own brother to death? And that's how he puts it. But I think, like, maybe this is what he means, I don't know. I would have put it slightly different. Just that last, literally the last sentence there. How can I kill him? I feel I can't kill him. So he said it was the sneer that you had which starts off, the sneer to his, starts off the sneer to you to slay when you became king, which made me think of the sneers of Rachel, which is the only reason I'm around. She's my mother because of that, I can't do it. Just remember that for a, hold on to that for, for a second, and let's go a little further. Vayokum David, so David got up, Vayichroiz es kenaf ham'il asher and he cut off the corner of the the robe, the coat that Shaul has, balot. And that means in secret. Omer Rabbi Yehsi B'Rabbi Chanino, says Rabbi Yehsi B'Rabbi Chanino, Kol HaMavaza Eshab Godin. Anyone who disgraces, he doesn't treat clothes with the respect, so in the end, he will not get the benefit from them. Shenem, as it says, V'amelach Zovid, Zokin, Bo'amayomid. And King David was old, literally coming along in days, towards the end of his life. And they covered him with clothes for the Yechamloi. And it would not heat him up. This is the beginning of, the beginning of, um, get it, right? Uh, the beginning of Melotin then. That was the beginning of Melotin. Why didn't they, why didn't the clothes heat him up? The answer is because he cut off the corner of the clothes of Shoran Merah. Therefore, they didn't heat him up. The question is obvious. 
And that is? What should he have done? He was trying to get over a message to Shoal, I can kill you. And I didn't. He's trying to stop, he's trying to save his life through this. And that's how they've him, because of that, he gets punished like this. What's going on? Then the other wants to say, he says, look, it says, he cut off Kanaf Hamil. Based on the Medrash, based on what Chazal says, he wants to say that Shoal has a Ma'il with Sitzit, and he puzzled up the beggar, maybe he rounded it a bit, he took away one of the Sitzit. And he shows through Gematria and things he wants to show that, 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 that idea. The only thing is, Kalaman Vazis, Habagod doesn't sound so much like that. Maybe, maybe that's true. According to that, you have to say Kalaman Vazis, Habagod is not a beggar, it means a beggar that's sitting. Okay? According to the Nayyad, that's the way he wants to explain it. That he could have cut off some other part. Why did he have to cut off the corner and make it possible to sit this? Mess up the sits on it. That, 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 that was the problem. But I'm thinking that maybe, maybe the, the idea is like this. You know, somebody asked me l- l- last week, he said, in last week's Sedra, we're told that Amun and Moyos can never, ever come into Kralisa. Can never come into Kralisa. Why? A lack of Akarasatos. Because they only exist because of what Abraham Avinu did for Lot. Then he put his life on the line to, to, to save Lot from, from uh, Sodom, from, from, sorry, from the, yeah, I mean, from Sodom, from the four kings, etc. And as a result of that, then his daughters were also saved and they had relations with, with their father. So get to that how Amun and Mer came about. And when we were coming out of Mitzrayim, they didn't, Asher Lekidmesh, and Alechem of Amayim, they didn't come and provide food and drink to you on the way. He said, isn't that stretching it just a little far? Because there's something that happened some 3,300 years plus ago. If I had some who say, I, let's say I knew it was from Amun Umayyad, like the, the Gemara with Rabbi Nelson and Azariah, but leave that out of it. If I knew they were from Amun Umayyad, sorry, but he's a guest and the, from a, you know, 50, years, 50 generations ago, it doesn't matter, you still can't marry him. Why? Because why? Because your ancestors didn't show up for us our toes over 3,000 years ago. There's something which took place some, I don't know, three and a half thousand years ago, sorry, more than that by now, nearly 4,000 years ago. Doesn't that seem a little far-fetched? So my initial reaction is I said, no, here you go, you can like, write your own shmooze here. About the importance, you see, this, this would be a typical uh, sort of shmooze from one of the Mashkita, about the importance of Akarasatai. That's the Chiddush of Akarasatai, look how far reaching it is. But still, what's Taka Peshat? And I'll give you a different question. Why don't we say Mitzrayim, they also can't marry him, ever? I mean, I know, okay, fine, you've got Tershadishi, Yavodai, but why don't you say they should never be able to marry him? They also show a gr- there is a gross lack of Akarasatot. Look what Yosef did for them. And just a generation later, Yosef dies, and look what they do to them. That's not a lack of Akarasatot. I'm going to not think enough food and water. They killed how many babies? How many? What's, 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 the, what, what's going on with Amun and Moab? But I think maybe 
maybe the answer is like this. That we have to appreciate, uh, it's a suggestion, something which, which occurs to me. It's not a punishment. If something shows a lack of our class has saved something, it's not a punishment. For example, they talk about Moshe Rabbeinu having Akharas Hatov for the ground which saved him, the water which saved him. Do you think the, the ground can really appreciate when you say thank you, the ground, thank you so much for saving me? Does the ground feel really great about itself? Does the water, I mean, if you do me a favour, I come along and I say thank you, so it, it makes you feel good. I owe that to you. But an inanimate object, what, so the Barney Musa, they famously say, Hakaras Hatov is nothing to do with what the other, you make the other person feel. It's a fear of you. If you don't have Hakaras Hatov, there's something wrong with you. That's what the body must have said. But I think if perhaps, perhaps you could say something slightly different. Hakaras Hatov is not a punishment. If you don't have Hakaras Hatov, ooh, therefore you're going to suffer. It's the result. It's cause and effect. Hakaras Hatov is creative things with a certain purpose. For example, let's take Baltashtov. There's food, perfectly good food, and I chuck it in the bin. What's the Baltash is? Hakadosh Baruch Hu created that for the purpose. So people to eat from it, to benefit from it, and you destroyed that purpose. What you are doing with that is, from your perspective, you are redefining the purpose of that thing. Food was created for you to benefit from. You have thrown that food in the bin. That means you have said, food does not equal benefit Nutrition, it equals, I don't know, weight. So in which case, Hashem says, Middle can I get middle? You program the food. Hashem created Odom the Selamedikim, and as Nefeshachim says, the Selamedikim gives us the power of, as it were, creation. The way we can affect all the world, etc. So too we can affect the, the purpose of an object, the destiny of an object. You mistreat food, that means you to redefine the purpose of food, you will not benefit from that original food. The, the purpose of that original food. If that's to give nutrition, you waste it, you will not get nutrition from food. Domitamera. Clothes are given there to provide the person warmth, security, protection. You cut off the corner, they won't give you that. It's not a punishment. It's not a question, but what else was I supposed to do? You're right. We're not saying he was in the wrong. But at the end of the day, he was Mavada at Tabakotin. Whether he could have done something else, maybe he could have done something else. I don't know, maybe he could have done something else. And even though, of course, it's a major reward, because look, he could have killed him, and look what he did. An amazing, amazing thing. The soft, called soft, there was seen a slight design of, as a result of that, they didn't provide their purpose. The Dovitanella. So too, when it comes to Amun and Moya, it's the same idea. Amun and Moya, their very birth as a nation, was through Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu was their father, as it were. Maybe a surrogate father, whatever you want to call it. But he was a father of the nation of Amun and Moya in that sense. Without him, Amun and Moya would not have come about. And when Abraham Avinu's own children were coming out, of Mitzrayim, suffering, do Amun and Moab treat Avram Avinu like a father? If you see your brother suffering like that, could you turn your back on that? Most definitely not. So obviously you don't see Avram Avinu as your father. 
You've redefined his purpose. He wasn't our father. A lack of our father says what Abraham Avinu did, it's not just a punishment, it's cause and effect. You're redefining the purpose of, the role of Abraham Avinu, his role in the formation, the birth of the nation of Amun But if that's the case, if you don't see Abraham Avinu as your father, you can't enter the nation of Kralitov. A Ger is supposed to be Ben Abraham. You don't have any connection to Abraham Avinu. You have no connection to this nation. It's impossible for you ever to marry into this nation. Mitzrayim doesn't like that. Yes, there is a show, a lack of Akarat But the cause and effect is going to be different. Abraham Avinu has nothing to do with the birth of the nation of Mitzrayim. And therefore, if they become gay, fine, just because they have lack of Akarat for his, uh, for his children doesn't mean they can't come in. But in the case of Amun and Moel, it's the very birth as a nation which you're removing Abraham for. And when you've got this person who becomes a Ger, for Shas is a Ger, it's the rebirth. You're, you're being, uh, I didn't explain it very well. You're being born. It's not just because you're treating his children, the Tadi. Let me that comes kind of back to the original question, it's trying to say. The Peshat is that Abraham of Vinu, he was responsible for the birth of a nation, of Amun and And you have here, this girl from Amun and who's being born as a Jew. Now that's Shat Geus, isn't it? Geus is Kikos and Shanaylah. Amun and failed to show, to recognize that Abraham of Vinu has a part to play in their birth as a nation. That means you've taken Abraham Avinu out of the equation. Once you take him out of the equation, the result is not a punishment. Because yes, if it was a punishment, you'd have to ask this question. Such a big punishment? It's not a punishment. It's cause and effect. If Abraham Avinu doesn't have a part to play in your, in your, the, 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 the birth of your nation, he will not have a part to play in the birth of a girl from Amunumaya. And therefore you can't marry into the nation of Abraham Avinu. It's cause and effect. Why? Yeah, I realize. But, but the Ashadu Kidmeskam, yeah, but Ashadu Kidmeskam out of my mind doesn't apply to women. Because somehow they, they didn't, and they came out to fight. I mean, that, that's, that's whatever the reasons are given. Yeah. On the contrary, it's not, again, it, it, it's the very fact, it's, if it was punishment or whatever, then you could say, you could start, but that, what I'm suggesting is not punishment. Once it's punishment, then we start saying it seems to be very, it seems to be very out of proportion. And why Mitzrayim surely had less Akaratatik. What I'm suggesting is it's not the, you have to look at who are the culprits and who, what, what exactly was the lack of Akaratatik. When you show Akarat, a lack of Akaratatik, what you're doing is you're denying the, the, um, sort of the, what that person has done for you or the purpose of that thing. In the case of clothes, you're saying clothes are not there to give warmth. They won't give you warmth. In the case of Aminumayot, they're saying Avram Avinu. They're denying what Avram Avinu did to them as a birth when, they gave, when the nation was born. Which means that when any Ammonite or Moabite is born, born into their fold as a girl, he doesn't. Midah Kenega Midah, Avram Avinu doesn't come into the equation. Avram Avinu doesn't come into the equation. You can't marry into Kravitzov. But I said to you, why is it so interesting? Is because look at the flip side of it with Dovet HaMelech. Dovet HaMelech says, you know why I can't kill Shoal? Because, let's work this out. 
Because look at his sneer. That reminded me of the sneer he had when he became king, which reminds me of Rochel, her sneer. And what was her sneer? Her sneer was that she hung over this morning, and that's the reason why I'm here today. Some however many hundred years later. Hundreds of thousands, I don't know, you have to work out exactly. Chronicles. Quite amazing. For somebody who wants to be Mashiach so, there's no end. I mean, this is probably coming back more to the Mashiach sport here. When it comes to Asarat Asarat there's never a limit. There's never a time now when you say, well, now I think we've had enough, we've, we've shown enough Asarat Asarat There's never enough. Because again, a lack of Asarat Asarat means you are denying a certain, you're changing the whole course of history. You're taking something out of the equation. When Amun Umayyad showed a lack of Akarasato, they are going back many hundreds of years in history and they're taking Avraham Avinu out of the equation of their birth. That's what it's doing. It's not punishment. You are changing the course of history. And that doesn't only change the course of history, as a natural knock-on effect, it will change the course of your destiny as well. Because time doesn't just go back, it goes forward as well. If you change the course in the past, you're changing the, the course of that line into the future as well. You take Abraham Avinu out of your birth, you're changing, taking Abraham Avinu out of any potential birth as a guest. That, as I said, is not a punishment, it's cause and effect. That may well be the idea. And that's why, by the way, the same idea. Hakaras Hatsoy for parents, the Menchah Senev says, they're not Menchah Senev, but says, the Mitzvah Kippadov Ba'im is a show of Hakaras Hatsoy for one's parents. Ultimately, you should bring him to Hakaras with his big parents. Oh, not big parents. I should say big parents. Ayah Kodesh Baruch. A lack of Hakaras Hatsoy for one's parents will be a lack of Hakaras Hatsoy for Hashem. What's Peshat? Peshat's the gate. A lack of Hakaras Hatsoy for one's parents means my parents have nothing to do with my birth. If your parents have nothing to do with your birth, you probably also deny the third parent in your birth. There's three partners. You don't have two of them, you don't have the third one either. It's, it's again, cause and effect. It's not just a uh, punishment, it's, not, it's a simple cause and effect. <laughs> so, Dominic Amara says to, to Shaul, if Hashem has set you against me, He's incited you against me, Yorach Mincha, He should literally smell the Mincha offering. Omar Rabbi Elozo, says Rabbi Elozo, Omar Ya Kodesh Baruch Hu to David, HaKodesh Baruch Hu said to David, Mesis Korisli, you call me a Mesis. Mesis normally is somebody who entices somebody in Tzavah de Zara. You call me a Mesis? You even suggest I could be a basis. I'm going to make you stumble over something. Over something which even the children in Seder, they know about it. The Chsivah that writes the Potsuk in the Torah, when you will lift up, you will count the heads of Bnei Yisrael, the Kudayim, according to their numbers, Benosnu, and they will give Ish, each man, Tofer, uh, an atonement, a, a redemption, Nafshe, for his soul, the game, etc. 
This is the union of counting the ifs counts how you saw by the head. They have to give something in its place. Miyaz is straight away. Vayamri Sosan Ali Soil and the Sosan stood up against Kradi Soil. Uksib and it writes, Vayosef and Sovid and he enticed Sovid for him with them, in other words, against Kradi Soil. They were saying, Lechmane, Esi Soil, go count Kradi Soil. The Chivindamoninu, once he counted them, the Shokil, when he counted them, the Shokaminai, so he didn't take any um, sort of redemption from them. The Chivindamoninu writes, Vayitin Hashem, Deber Vayitin and Hashem, Deber, a plague against Kladisol, Meabaykev, from the morning, but Ismaid, until the Ismaid. My Ismaid, what is the designated time, what is that? Omar Shmuel says, Shmuel, Sabo, Shmuel Saba says, Chasnei de Rabbi Hanino, who was the son-in-law of Rabbi Hanino, Mishmei de Rabbi Hanino, he says in the name of Rabbi Hanino, Mish'at Shechitas Hatomit, it means from the time, Me'alboike means from the time of the shafting of the Tomit, Ad She'at Zerikoset, until the time when the blood was sprinkled. That's what it means, Ad Ismaid, until the time when you could, when one could, um, when one would sprinkle the blood. Um, Rabbi Yechanan Omar, Rabbi Yechanan says, it means Ad Chatzos Mamish. It means this until Chatzos. In other words, this plague continues on until, um, until Chatzos. That's the time when you could sprinkle the blood still. In other words, that is the time when theoretically this man of the torment that goes until Chatzos. Okay? So it goes, it's two shifts. Either it's from the time when they did just the torment until the time when they did sprinkle the blood, which obviously probably wasn't very long. Or, it means from the time when they shattered the tonnet until the time when they could bring the Korban tonnet, i.e. until Chatzot. And this was as a result of, because he can't be clearly so, so, because of that, or in fact, go back even further than that, because he even suggested the possibility that Akkadosh Baruch could be a major, Akkadosh Baruch says, I'm going to set something against you who will be a major. Who's that? The Sotan. The Sotan, the Yosef, the Sovid, he created the Sovid Amelech, he put that into his mind, and he counted Kravisol, and as a result of that, there was a terrible Magepa. The obvious question is, the obvious question is, I mean, well, besides anything else, what did the people do to deserve it? Very nice, Sovid Amelech did something wrong, but why should the people... So the Ben Leon says, obviously it goes without saying the people were guilty anyway of something. They were five meters, that has to be. What it means is, Hasorish Borokov brought about their punishment through Dovid Hamela because he was found guilty at his level. Huh? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's sort of a. When say with David Amalek, Mary Shaw in the interior, but it's the same sort of idea that our Torah will bring about the fear through a fire. Let me also speak about what, what the people were saying. I mean, you did the Sanhedrin think, uh, wait a second, David Amalek doesn't say something else in the Torah? He, spe- he speaks about that as well. He, he suggests they, they, they thought that um, this whole thing of having to give a token was only in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu when there was Ein Horah because they were in the Midbar here they didn't have that so maybe there was no need to give the token I mean the problem with it with that is obviously going to be then 
isn't, this is not really something which is an extra way to on you, I didn't know, the knowledge of it, if the Salah Hedra made a mistake, then what, it's not something which is an extra way to on you would have known about. So, okay, what exactly went on? Maybe, maybe Hashem was all included in by Yosot, and he sort of covered the eyes of the, uh, the Sanhedrin as well. But either way, it's all the time that one led on to the other. Um, and Hashem said, um, and he said to the destructive angel, Ba'om, that was the angel who was destroying within the people, Rav, and he goes on from there. What's Rav? The Gemara is going to darshan it. Omer Rav Yilozo, says Rav Yilozo, Omer Rav Yilozo, Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to the Maroch, he said, Tali Rav Shebohem, take the greatest amongst them, Sheyishpo Edipora Mehem Kamachoibos, that through his death we can pay up many chayvos that they owe. In other words, Hashem said, instead of killing all these people, take one person who stands head and shoulders above the rest of the generation, and we know the Mitzvah of Tadikim is Mechapa Fekalanitzah. But at that time, Nis Abishai ben Suriya, Abishai ben Suriya died. Sheshokul Kuruba Shel Sanhedrin. He was equal to the majority of the Sanhedrin. That's what it means, Rav. The majority, the the greatest amongst them, he was taken as a, if you want, a collateral, in order to atone for Kralitzor and save many, many, many more people dying. Uva and whilst this destruction was going on whilst he was destroying. Where it says, Hashem sent the destructive angels to destroy within, uh, within um, the people. And whilst this destruction was going on, Ra um, Hashem, Hashem saw, Vayinochem. And as it were, he reconsidered. As it were. My role, what exactly did Hashem see that, as it were, made him reconsider? What did he see? So, Omar Rav, so Rav says, Ra Yaakov Alvinu. He saw Yaakov Alvinu. The Chsiv is it right? Vayem Yaakov and Yaakov says, Ka'asher Ro'om. When he saw them, this is when he saw the Malachim there. So you see the expression of Re'iya by Yaakov Alvinu. So must be he saw Yaakov Alvinu and he reconsidered. Ushmuel Omar, Shmuel says, no, Aforashad Yitkokro. He saw the ashes of Yitkok. The ayah, the Dakido. That came in front of, as it were, the eyes of Hashem. Shinema, as it says, Erekim Yuelayaseh. Hashem should see for himself the said that. The, the, I mean, this is obviously before the Akedah. Do you see the expression of the Eeyah there as well? I mean, in the end, the Eeyah was the Shechid. Um, no. Rabbi Yitzchot Nafa Omar, he says, Kesef Kippurim Ra. He saw the Kesef Kippurim. The Kesef that Kladishor gave at the first counting. The Kof, as we said. Shenem as says, Rabakasta, and you shall take as Kesef like Kippurim, the money history of atonement from Bnei Zorbagim, etc. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Beis Hamikdash Ro, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw the Beis HaMikdash. Zichsev is it right? Behar Hashem, on the mountain of Hashem, Behar Hashem, on the mountain of Hashem, Yero Eh. He will be seen. Also an expression of Re'iyah. Peliki bar Rabbi Yaakov Baridi, Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmeni. The Gemara concludes and it says it was a machlekes between Rabbi Yaakov Baridi and Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmeni. Chazoma once said, Kesaf HaKippurim Ro. He saw, as we said, this Kesaf HaKippurim. The Chazoma, the other one says, Beis HaMikdash Ro. He saw the Beis HaMikdash. Umistabro commands the Omar. And it's Mistabeh that it goes like the one who says, Beis HaMikdash Ro. That he saw the Beis HaMikdash. Shenemah, it says, Asheyi Omer Ayon, that it will be said today, Bahar Hashem, on the mountain of Hashem, Yeroeh, it will be seen. So you see the expression of Re'il. So we've got a Machlekes here. One says, No, it was the Kesra Kippurim, because that makes sense, since that was the first counting. Why is it the Kesra Kippurim? It would come as a protection for the future for when they counted wrong. The other one says, No, it was the Beis Hamikdash. And the Gemara wants to say that is more Mustafa based on the fact that it says Ashi Omer Ayyam Bahar Hashem Yeroeh. Now, the obvious question is, no? question here. How many times does it say the expression of Re'iyah in the Torah in Tanakh? I haven't done a count, but uh, I think it's safe to assume we're probably talking about in the South. But Avraham Avinu also says the expression of, of Re'iyah. But Moshe Avinu also says expression of Re'iyah. What's going on here? You're playing around with words here. What's going on over here? The first thing is, you should know, the Benesh Chai says, he says, there's this real. There's physical seeing, and there's spiritual sensing seeing. These are all spiritual seeing. And that's why these ones are picked out. For example, Yaakov Alvinu says, Ta'asher Ro'om, what did he see? He says, Malachi Rekeh. But I'll tell you what the, the, the Ben Yoyod, he goes through it in the Ben Yoyod and he says like this. He says, he says there's two types of Malachim. There's the normal Malachim. And then you've got Malachi Erekim. Malachi Erekim are those which are very, very close to the Kitiyatol. So how did Yaakov Alvinu know these Malachi Erekim? How do you know they're a Malachelikim? The answer is, because Chazal tell us that the Zemus of Yaakov Avinu is Chokuk al Kisyakobu. The Zemus of Yaakov Avinu is, as it were, engraved on the Kisyakobu. That, he says, is really what it's saying. It's that Kodesh Borku saw the Zemus of, of Yaakov Avinu and the Kisyakobu, as it were, whatever that means, and he was reminded of the Zemus of Yaakov Avinu and he said, enough, no more plays. And that's the sort of thing you go through. In other words, each one has something unique about it. Again, the Eiffel of Yitzchak, we know, is a tremendous, the first, we obviously, with Rosh Hashanah coming up. We talk all about the 
the, the eight of it, but each one, he goes through one by one. Then other, each one has something unique about it. It wasn't just a play on the word. And I'll tell you one thing which I think, again, maybe it's obvious, maybe I'm just stating the obvious, but all of these things are what you call the Rafua Kedim and Amaka. If you look at what they are, Yaakov, okay, Yaakov Avinu, obviously, Zuchos Ovid, where's it gone? Yeah. Um, but for example, I'll tell you, let's say it's Beis Hamikdash. When was the Beis Hamikdash made? One of the seven things which was created before the world. The Gemara says in Stockholm, seven things were created before the world. And one of them is. Another thing that happens is actually the Kisar Kobra. They're put together. So that's the with the uh, What else do we have here? The Ayah. The Ayah, which is bound up, the Yitzchak, was also. I, I, I actually, it wasn't, it wasn't no, I, I, I lied, that one was not before the creation of the world, but it was created on the Erev Shabbat. All these things had certain significance in creation. In other words, could well be that they were, I mean, it's really stating the obvious, but these are all things which go back in time and sort of happen as a protection for the future. I mean, the Kesavite Quran, I think, is the most classic one. Like we find, the Gemara says in the Gila, when, um, when uh, Homer, he weighed out the 10,000 uh, um, you know, kefir and he, he wanted to give it to Akashverish and the Gemara says, Akashverish said, Rosha! Kavar Chazon for the Kavar Chazon already preceded you. They already gave that money many years ago. That money will act as protection. It's not exactly a forefront of the muscle, but it's waiting there. Akashverish sometimes gives us certain mitzvahs, certain things, which are not just summer mitzvah. Akashverish with his infinite vision of what's going to be in the future, he provides the protection so that cloudy soil, they, they, they will, will remain there forever and ever. Sometimes you think a certainness, why did it have to happen? Why did it have to face a certainness? It's like when the Shvokal Baroi Chasodov, he's sort of presenting that to us that in many, many generations' time, it will act as a protection for his children. Yes, it's true that Abram saw, this person saw, but it could well be, this is the Re'iyah that Hashem is saying. Bahar Hashem Yeroeh. All these expressions of Re'iyah, that's what it says Hashem saw here. It was HaKadosh Baruch not seeing right now. It was HaKadosh Baruch seeing many generations. It could well be even before the creation of the world, HaKadosh Baruch saw what was going to be in the future. That's the Re'iyah we're referring to here. That's perhaps, I'm making this up as I go along by the way, but uh, Mama just came to mind now. It could be that's the real we're seeing here. That our Kodesh Bokhu saw many, many, many moons ago what was going to be in the future, and that's why he gave the Kesafah Kippurim. I wouldn't say that's why he gave the Beit Hamikdash, but the Beit Hamikdash was formed before the creation of the world. That was going to be a protection for the upkeep of the world. Voracious for Arakim, that's Claudius, and so on and so forth. That's perhaps the real which we're seeing here. So sometimes we don't understand why things happen. As our Kodesh Baruch said to Moshe Rabbeinu, what did he say? There are Esau et Achero. You'll see the back of me. We said, what was that? The Kesha shall suffer. We don't understand. Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, and we may have said this at the time. You can't see my faces, Hashem. You won't understand me. At face value, when they happen, there's no way you'll understand them. Maximum is, there are Esau et Achero. 
You'll see when everything comes to a knot at the back, all the events come and they tie together the end from the back. Afterwards, you may be able to see it. You may be able, maybe be able to understand why things happen. But for our Polish Borokul, it's right from the start of time, Hashem sees what's going to be in the future, and He acts accordingly. We can't understand that. For us, it's maximum for our Polish Borokul, our Polish Borokul sees from the beginning of time, the end of time, and beyond. Have a very good job.